Hello, this is Reverend Colette Duval-Pandela. Welcome to our Wolf Wisdom Gathering in Nature's Classroom on Nature's Path. Joining me today is our precious Taya, which actually is what her name means, Taya. She was the runt of our litter, and uh, she had a hard time trying to fit in. And we're going to talk about confidence building today, and she's here to join me to talk about keys to courage. So here we go. Good morning, everybody. This is Taya, for those of you who don't know her. Her name means precious. She was the runt of the litter. She was the tiniest, tiniest little thing. She still is kind of tiniest. She is um, my featured wolf today because the name of my talk is Keys to Courage. <laughs> and uh, Taya is one of those wolves that would have taken off from our pack and created a pack of her own. She would have met her own mate and been a happy camper. Instead, she kind of got stuck with this family <laughs> and um, kind of frustrated in her pack ranking. You know, not to mention that she was the smallest, so, you know, everybody was taller than her and got more attention at first than she did. So, she, you know, we have a friend that used to call her Jack in the Box because she would just pop up and pop up in the middle of all the other wolves um, to be seen, you know. And even in the wolf community, that creates um, doubt. Do you know what I mean? It creates a, an, a feeling of being less than, not as important as. Do you know what I mean? Even in this. And so she kind of gets her back up with some of her sisters. And so it, it gives her this, um, you know, in our world, it would label her the problem child, you know, the one that is the most difficult, you know. <laughs> and unfortunately, in their world, it can lead to fighting. So then that makes it a dangerous thing. Now, I'm not saying that that doesn't happen in families either. <laughs> with the bloody noses and the things that, you know, end up happening. But, you know, when they have a 1,500-pound per square inch jaw pressure, this is something that has to be, you know, handled gingerly. So um, we started out with a brilliant trainer. Her name is Maddie, and she's with us still. But um, she took a big break, like a six-year break. And in the meantime, we had a couple of trainers that... Um, the way they thought to deal with her was very strict, very impersonal. And unfortunately, that just made her feel even less included, less involved, you know, until I started to notice that this strictness, you know, and I think it wasn't even about her. It was about trying to make me different. You know, trying to make me go from mommy to trainer. And um, my nature is not to get stiff and tough. At, you know what I mean? I don't come from that. Um, I don't come from that place in my heart. I never have. It was one of my hardest notes in acting is, you know what I mean, stand in your power, you know. And when you come from a background where you're standing in your power meant you got a beat down, Standing in your power, then, is a very difficult note to take. So when it comes to animals, usually it's the people who have the issue <laughs> and not the animal, which is true in this case, too. 
So trying to negotiate uh, how I work through mommy trainer because they have to listen to me. They have to behave when I ask them to. They have to come when I call. And so um, about a year ago, I said enough. I said enough. I said, I need to reestablish my relationship with Taya so that she loves me, so that she doesn't get scared every time she sees me coming. And every time I put a, a collar on her and a lead on her that she doesn't look at me and that she starts yawning and gets nervous. That was heartbreaking, really heartbreaking to see her respond to me that way. And then um, she and Antoinette have this, like, you know, bond beyond measure. <laughs> and so I think out of this uncomfortable feeling that I had and this disappointment in myself that I let her down, I just kind of, I noticed I kind of acquiesced her to Antoinette. So when we go do training on training days, it's like Antoinette and Taya, Antoinette and Taya. Well, Antoinette's not feeling well. So this week she wasn't at training. And so I was working with Taya. And I realized that it's been a year still. Now, she loves me as mommy. But as soon as she gets a collar on and a lead, we notice together, because we have Maddie back, is that she doesn't trust me with the lead. So I'm trying to get her to do what I would like her to do with all the things that the other ones follow. And she's trying to look anywhere except at me. And I know that as a person. You know, when we don't trust somebody, when we've lost our confidence and courage and, you know what I mean, around certain people or around certain things, that you, you zone. <laughs> you know? You don't want to be present, so you turn your head. And it's, you know, it's, it's, that's what she was doing to me on Wednesday during her training. And then when Maddie pointed out to me, I was like, I get it. I get it. And so now I'm going to take her back from Antoinette. <laughs> Not that Antoinette can't do it, but I think what we decided is that she will take um, Taya out first. We will switch off, and she will end with Antoinette, and then she gets to spend time with me so that it's not this punishment <laughs> to be with the one she doesn't trust, which is me right now. And so this talk, the keys to courage, you know what I mean? At first, the talk was going to be courage is the key, right? <laughs> Well, if courage was the key, we'd all have it. <laughs> it wouldn't be so hard. But it is. You have to find the keys to your courage, for my courage to face my limitations that created distance between me and Taya. That's not on her. That's on me. And so I am courageously going to go and let her be as disappointed as she can be in me and redevelop and reinstate this relationship that we can have, that we had initially before these trainers wanted to get strict with her as if that was what was going to take the wild nature out of her. You know, I teach these programs. Her wild nature is that she would have taken off and gone and done her own pack. That's what she innately, she, you know, we're working against her entire instinct biologically. So to punish her for that and then make her try and be part of this pack 
only made her hate her sisters more and hate me more and be more and more frustrated. So that's been over for a year and it didn't last that long, just so you know. But it's still, after a year of not being treated that way, the scars are still there. She hasn't forgotten that when she gets a lead on, she's in trouble when it comes to me. And so that's what we have to do. That's what I have to have the courage to do. Bertrand Russell says this, fear is the main source of superstition and one of the main sources of cruelty. To conquer fear is the beginning of wisdom. Think about that as we talk about fear and the world, you know. Good girl. Nice job, sweetheart. Hey. Okay. You want to stay with me while we do hands of grace? Good girl. Yay. I know. Good, good girl. Over to my left. Nice job. Yay. Oh. So everybody, <laughs> just sit in the chair that you're sitting in. Good. And um, just let go of anything that doesn't belong right now. You got here. You don't have to hold on to yourself. The chair has you. Mother Earth has the chair you're sitting in. You cannot fall. standing with this beautiful creature and we use leather leads because it's a living thing rather than a strap of plastic or nylon so that we can stay connected to each other that she feels my energy of my heart through here which is what was happening for those of you who were listening at home <laughs> Paul brought Taya to me so I could stand with her and connect with her while we sing this song so here's what I know we are all connected I, I know that there is a creative intelligence, a force, 
this magnificence that all things that are seen and unseen have been created from and of, and that we are no different, that we were here, we're perfect, whole, and complete manifestations of this beautiful thing that I call God, other people call the great mystery, that is the Native American. There are many, many names the higher power, whatever it is that you resonate with to understand and know and always be able to remember who you are and where you came from and how precious that is. Just like Taya's name. So I claim for each and every single one of you that you, you have a divine purpose and that your heart's desire can lead you there. Listening is the key. Listening and feeling and expressing and talking and sharing the oneness that we all have is a way to discover and keep discovering and keep taking this journey with confidence and courage. Trusting that you are always on the right path, even though you do not see the end of where you are going. And that sometimes, despite all appearances to the contrary, which make you want to stop and give up. You are always with yourself. You are always with you. The wisest person on the planet for you, the only sage you need is what's inside your heart and what it can tell you. And I'm so grateful for this knowingness. I'm so grateful that you're here to let me share <laughs> this stuff that inspires me. And I'm so grateful for the good that has come to me before now and the goodness that is right here in front of me and all the good that is coming into eternity. And I release these words. I know them for you as I know them for myself. I release them into the hands of grace as I sang before. And with gratitude I say, and so it is. Amen. Namaste. Aho. <laughs> H.P. Lovecraft says this, the oldest and strongest emotion of mankind is fear. And the oldest and strongest kind of fear is fear of the unknown. If you have the courage to live the life that your heart's desire is taking you to, you have no idea where it ends. And if you're in a comfort zone, if this is comfortable and you are being driven and frustrated and your cells of your body are saying, I can't take it anymore, <laughs> then you have a journey to talk, take. You just don't know that where that journey is going to end. Now, I've been contemplating this, you know, I'm going to be 62. And I was thinking, you know, my life doesn't seem any different and I don't seem any different than I did when I can remember when I was three. And when I was three, it was 1959 when Paul was born. I know the world has changed a lot since 1959. But I don't feel any different in it other than the fact that I have the same things that drives me to the next thing that I've always had since then. And I've had the same fears and I've had the same anxieties and I've had the same things that stop me and the same things that disappoint me, that keep me from going 
where I need to go when I'm so uncomfortable that I'm just too afraid to find out either I'll fail again or I'll meet the wrong person again <laughs> or I'll start again and it won't work and my life savings that I put into it is spent and now gone. And there's all kinds of considerations. So all kinds of considerations to not go into that unknown. Now, this is an unknown person who said this, and I hear it a lot in 12-step programs. Fear, false evidence appearing real. <sighs> false evidence appearing real. So a lot of the things that we're afraid of, we make up. You know, I had a boogeyman. I had alligators under my bed on my blue carpet <laughs> when I was a kid because I was born in Louisiana and there are alligators everywhere, literally. You know, this may not be your world, but that is a world. And when you're this high and you see them everywhere, after you visit your relatives and you come back to your bed and you've got a blue carpet, <laughs> which is water, and I play pretend all the time that my bed is a boat. <laughs> Then there are alligators under my bed. I literally had my parents move my bed over to the other side of the wall so that I could jump from my bed in the middle of the night if I had to go pee onto the green carpet of the hallway, so, which was land. <laughs> and so I would actually land in the water because the blue, you know, my door was here and then my closet was here, so there was a little space. There was no way I could, like, like a, you know, a wolf that can turn in halfway around in the air. I couldn't have that. But I would go from my bed and literally try and jump to the green and then ran down the thing. And then, of course, I had to take one step in the water and dive onto my bed when I came back so that the alligators wouldn't get me. So, you know, what are your alligators today? What are your alligators today? And are they made up underneath your bed someplace? You know what I mean? Because you experience them. Now, the fear came from a real place. It's just that there was no, not a possibility there was an alligator underneath my bed. There are alligators in the world someplace, and then you know and how, you learn how to traverse them. Good girl. Taya, you just make yourself at home here. Carl Augustus Menninger says, Fears are educated into us and can, if we wish, be educated out. Isn't that what spiritual journey is anyway? You know, I've never met another person that has wanted to go on a spiritual journey if not to find the information you need and the education you need in order to live the life that you were meant to have, you know? And there's a lot of fear in that. My, my brother was visiting from Ohio, Columbus, Ohio. Now, this is nothing against Columbus, Ohio or Ohioans, <laughs> as I say this. <laughs> but um, his wife, Rose, has a, um, a special gift. And um, it's, a, it's one she can't share publicly and openly in certain areas because it would be scary to people. And around certain religious beliefs and around certain other kinds of beliefs, you know, she could be, you know, put in an insane asylum because she has these abilities that are not familiar or forbidden in other areas. I'm sure it's not all over 
Eric Hoffer says, you can discover what your enemy fears most by observing the means he uses to frighten you. You know what I mean? I had a man say, you'll never make it without me when I told him I was leaving. What's he afraid of? Yeah. You know, I met him when I was 31. I'd made it that far. <laughs> All by myself. <laughs> and I remember him saying, and I'm like, who do you think I am? What did you think you were getting involved with? <laughs> Hello, have you met me? <laughs> and that was the problem, which was good that I was leaving. But his, his statements and what he said, because he was afraid to be alone again, or whatever he was afraid of. So it resonated with me when I saw this quote. What are they telling you you should be afraid of? I wanted to move to New York in 1992. I'd never been there before. All the New Yorkers said to me, are you kidding, Colette? They eat people for breakfast like you in New York. And once again, I stepped back and inside me, I'm like, have you met me? <laughs> Do you know, like, what? There are millions of people who live in New York, and they're not getting eaten for breakfast. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's a thriving metropolis. They make movies there, and you know what I mean? It's like, you know, there's not, a, there's not a person who grew up watching movies that doesn't see New York everywhere. It can't possibly be the worst place on the planet. Do you know what I mean? So what's going on? What's going on if especially you take that stuff to heart? J.K. Rowling says, it takes a great deal of bravery to stand up to our enemies, but just as much to stand up to our friends. I think it's worse to stand up to our friends. It's harder to tell them, you know. Or mostly it's just hard to feel that they don't know you well enough to support you in what you're going to do or what you've shared with them. You know, and then to say, you know, I'm really disappointed in you. It's really, I'm not disappointed in them. I'm, I feel terrible when you diminish my abilities. When you say what I want to dream isn't possible. And like I said, if you're coming from a background where you've heard all your life, who do you think you are? What do you think you can, you know what I mean? How are you going to accomplish that? You don't have that kind of talent. Where'd you think you got that gift? When you were raised with all of that stuff, not just coming from a family, but coming from our culture. Coming from a place where they want you to be what they want you to be. Coco Chanel says the most courageous act is to is still to think for yourself. Aloud. <laughs> yeah? It's a little harder. I can think for myself. Thinking out loud, you know, letting people know what I really think, how I'm thinking, who I am, what I want. How many people are going to stand with you? Do you know what I mean? Stand in your power, Colette. Okay, I'm standing here. It's like, what are you doing? 
You know, when you're getting that out of 99% of them out there, and those are the ones that you love, you know, it's a little tough to then have the courage and the confidence to go on. You know how I got through finals in, in, in um, college? Because there's just, you know that song, I Have Confidence? Sound of Music, I grew up singing that song. I would reenact that scene in my bedroom all the time at the top of my lungs. What will this day be like? I wonder. What will my future be? I wonder. I can't compete with Julie Andrews, but man, I would sing it out. <laughs> I have confidence in sunshine. <laughs> I have another song. <laughs> But just, you know, it's like sometimes I couldn't get through the, you know what I mean? It's like getting through life. That song, Rodgers and Hammerstein, saved my childhood and my life and put me on this stage today. Honestly, I did try to find music that I could sing it to, and it just didn't work. But uh, <laughs> um, one day I'll do it. But you know what I mean? It's like those are the kind of touchstones when I talk about you have to have something to hang on to. That thing I had when I was three years old. You know, I can't even remember the last time I sang it on the property when I'm feeling like, you know, how much harder is this going to get? You know? I have confidence in rain. <laughs> I don't remember the song altogether that much now. But you know what I mean? These are the kind of things that get you through. Just even talking about it, I'm getting this like feeling in my chest of joy and all this energy. It's like, these are the things that get you through those times where you lack the confidence in order to do it. To take care of yourself. E.E. E. Cummings says, it takes courage to grow up and become who you really are. Once again, what else is a spiritual journey for? The thing is, is that you don't have to become who you really are. You are who you really are. You've just forgotten, which is my job. I think I talk about a divine purpose all the time. My divine purpose is to help you remember who you are because it was the most important thing that happened to me. When I first got it and realized and I, it settled into my body, I went, I remember now. Wow. life-changing stuff and you know I didn't I don't have to work to become anything more than I am right now my spine is on fire believe it. <laughs> by the way you know I just have to keep remembering this feeling and go with that and keep going with that and then I just live out my divine purpose instead of becoming something that I think I'm lacking. Do you know what I mean? That's what we instilled in Taya, that I have to correct. That she's lacking somehow, instead of that she is perfect, whole, and complete. And in the wolf world, if she wasn't in our care, she would be fine. All by herself and all on her own, and she would meet her perfect mate and have her perfect family. In the meantime, she's in our care, and I have to make her as happy as possible. August Wilson says, confront the dark parts of yourself and work to banish them with illumination and forgiveness. 
Your willingness to wrestle with your demons will cause your angels to sing. <sighs> you know, I talked earlier, you know, it's when you want to just disappear, that zoning out thing. Do you know what I mean? That's the time if you notice yourself doing that, that you have to look. You have to look. I had to take responsibility for my part in what I did not do for Taya in order to correct it. And yet now I grab her face and I look at her and I tell her how precious she is and I see her smile. I see the light in her eyes smile back at me. That's the angel singing. But she wouldn't give me that unless I cleared something. I need to clear, constantly clear those things. Now, I don't call them demons. I don't believe in that. You know what I mean? I just believe in energy that got stuck. That has a belief system attached to it. You know? And it got embedded in there. And you just have to purify it. <laughs> That that's what you're looking to do is to purify these things. Erica Young says, everyone has talent. What's rare is the courage to follow it to the dark places where it leads. Anybody watching the Olympics? Ah, my new favorite sport is the snowboarders. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I just sit there and go, like that as they spin on the board and land in the snow. Well, we were watching yesterday, and the 17-year-old from Colorado, I don't know if you don't know, I forget his name now. Ren. Way to go, Ren. Anyway, he, the, they get three runs, and you get the best out of three or something like that. Anyway, he, he, he hits the snow in one of his runs. And he, um, you can see him, you know, grabbing himself grabbing himself and um, you don't know I mean the snow is hard they were commenting that it's really cold out there and then the snow whether it was fresh or not it gets impacted and it's like as hard as ice when you land on it with that that velocity so he smacked himself good and he's walking off and he's looking and he's disappointed and you can see that he's limping his way back you know 10 minutes later he's on his next run <laughs> right <laughs> and they're all going Hugging him like they know he's hurt. Do you see what I mean? Hugging him like he, they know he's hurt. And I'm going, oh, my God, he's so screwed. This is from my background. This is my thoughts. This is my belief system, right? So I'm reading all of this into the fact that he's going to take this other run and he's not going to be able to make. I've already set up that his unknown is that he's not going to win <laughs> in my mind. Now those are, you know, it's like that's what we do is we project these things onto other people. If ever you've had a sport and you injure yourself, trying to get back up on that piece of equipment or back up on that horse is really, really difficult. Anyway, and he, he just kind of stood there and took the hugs, and you could tell that he, he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> he just went, okay. He put his things on, and he goes down, and he wins the gold. He wins the gold. You know, as a, as a mom, or a, you know what I mean? If I was the mom, I would probably be doing the same thing. Because you can see how much pressure and how much strength. And if he got injured, and it could make it worse. You know what I mean? That's where I would go. 
Is that helpful? <laughs> is that helpful? It is something to be considered. Do you know what I mean? But he, unlike me, has done that enough to make it to the Olympic team, to have muscle memory in his body, to have the confidence to go for it anyway, you know? And I think that that's what happens is just exactly the thought process I went to is that every time I want to go someplace into the unknown, I go through all these things that never worked out before or the possibilities of what can go wrong instead of, I can do this. I can do this. And I'm telling you, I can probably find 99 people who will agree with me the other way. And maybe one person says, you can do this. You know, that's with me on that. Because we've all been affected by the naysaying, do you know what I mean? And the failures getting more attention than the wins. Mark Twain says, the two most important days in your life are the day you were born and the day you find out why. <sighs> Wow, what's your why? What is your why? Virgil Thompson says, try a thing you haven't done three times. Once to get over the fear of doing it, twice to learn how to do it, and a third time to figure out whether you like it or not. <laughs> how important is that one? Do you know what I mean? What if you get to the third time and you go, wow, that's really cool. I did that. You know, I really don't need to do that again. And then everybody's like, but you just started. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what's next? We don't say what's next. We take that. You just started as, okay, I guess I got to go for more. I got to get more classes. I spend all these years in this major and that PhD only to find out I hated it, you know, the third time I tried it. And the only reason, and that may, you know, it's like that's what kills the courage. That's the soul damaging stuff that we do with each other based on our own fears and then laying them on other people rather than encouraging the human spirit to continue to do what inspires them. Your heart, once again, will tell you where you need to be and what you need to do. Paolo Coelho says this, the two hardest tests on the spiritual road are the patience to wait for the right moment and the courage not to be disappointed with what we encounter. So it's tricky, right? Because expectation is also another soul diminisher, right? So you do all of this and you get to this point and you make it and you go for it and then things look different than you thought they would or it's less than you thought it was going to be. And you can't see around the mountain that you have to now climb because you started on this journey and you got to make it across there. Just like the people who ran into Death Valley on their way to catch gold in California. Right? Can you imagine the expectation that got killed there, you know? 
I've been there. The only water has salt in it. You know, if you make it through Death Valley and then you make it to the lake and you can't even drink the water, you got a mountain to climb. I was looking at it when I was there. I was like, oh my God, what these people went through to go get gold. Go for the gold. <laughs> so expectation has a lot of pain attached to it because sometimes we cannot see the forest for the trees, the big thing that you've done because you're in the middle of the forest now. And you forget that you were in the desert and now you're in the forest, but it doesn't look like what you expected and there's still more work to be done. And then you just get discouraged and you sit down and wish you had not taken the journey in the first place. And then some people get stuck sitting under that tree and never move again. Paul's grandmother did that. Life was not, did not meet her expectations. She spent 40 years drinking herself till she went. There are people that do that out of their disappointment in life, that it didn't turn out the way they thought it was going to be. This is a Chinese proverb. Fall seven times, stand up eight. <laughs> I mean, whether you're even conscious of it or not, you wouldn't be sitting in this room. I'm looking at your faces. That If you hadn't stand, stood up eight times, you wouldn't be here. So then there's nine times, there's a hundred times, there's a thousand times. It's how many ever times you have to get back up again. Poco Eloho says this too. When we least expect it, life sets us a challenge to test our courage and our willingness to change. At such a moment, there's no point in pretending that nothing has happened or in saying that we are not ready yet. The challenge will not wait. Life does not look back. A week is more than enough time for us to decide whether or not to accept our destiny. Well, once it's been revealed to you, you know what I mean? Then you just live every day getting up, living your day, going, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. And how many days do you do that? But you can get a week... Do you know what I mean? To get what Mark Twain says is courage is resistance to fear, mastery of fear, not absence of fear. So you're afraid. Join the club. <laughs> Join the club. You think the first time that he tried that four turns in the air, that kid ran? Four rotations on a snowboard, and the only thing holding it on his feet is his hand. Upside down, and you can't see where you're going to land until you land. Do that without fear at the Olympics with every country on the planet watching on TV. <laughs> Talk about public humiliation, right? You can't be afraid of public humiliation and go to the Olympics. Maya Angelou says courage is the most important of all the virtues because without courage, you can't practice any other virtue consistently. How smart is that? 
seriously, if you do not have the courage to speak up for yourself, what kind of job can you do? What is your job performance? You know? If you can't tell the truth because you're afraid how it will look on you, then you're hiding yourself from everything and everybody. And then you got to keep track of the lies so that you don't trip up. Uh, you know what I mean? And then you're humiliated anyway. If you don't live an authentic life, you cannot do anything consistently good. If you are perfect, whole, and complete, which I believe we are, that you came here with a light inside of you, if you shut down that light, you are not shining. And that's not good. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not calling anybody a bad person for all of this. This has been ingrained, with, like I said with that quote before, we have been educated to live this way. But we can educate ourselves out of it too. And that's what gives me chills. That's the thing that puts my spine on fire. Bruce Lee says, if you always put limits on everything you do, physical or anything else, it will spread into your work, into your life. There are no limits. There are only plateaus, and you must not stay there. You must go beyond them. Now, we know Bruce Lee. Not everybody has to become the master martial arts of the world in order for it to count. Do you know what I mean? But that's very wise to share that information. He has great quotes. He shares how he did it. He shares it with us, which is kind of cool. George Adair says, everything you ever wanted is on the other side of fear. Jamie Palinetti, and I'm so sorry that I cannot pronounce some of these names properly, but limitations live only in our minds. But if we use our imaginations, our possibilities become limitless. Where do you get your imagination? Inspirations come to you. They come to you, and then you start working on a project. And it doesn't have to be a success that somebody's going to buy. It could be just working on your car in your garage on Sundays because it makes you happy. You know, or working on a screenplay because you can't not do it. The expectation is if somebody's going to take that screenplay and make it into a movie starring Hugh Jackman, you know what I mean? That's when, and that doesn't happen, that you've set yourself up to feel like a failure and give yourself a reason never to try another screenplay. I read an article about Steven Spielberg. He's got 22 to 23 projects going on all at one time. Now, it's not possible that those all got executed and made into movies. And he said, that's not the point. <laughs> the point is just to keep creating and then see what happens. It, yeah, exactly. With the barn we're sitting in, just keep creating and something happens. Anais Nin says, and the time came when the risk to remain tight in a bud was more painful than the risk it took to blossom. You know, if you can think of your life that way, do you know what I mean? 
this poor weather, the trees and the flowers don't know what to do, you know? The coats on the, the fur on the wolves don't know what to do. Chinoa is leaving clumps all around the house. It's just falling out of her, you know? <laughs> Taya is digging dens in the back because she thinks it's spring. And so it, it can't make up its mind. So one minute it's frozen, one minute it's spring-like. So these flowers are blooming. They're like waiting, waiting for it to get warm enough to open, you know? Maybe it's the time just to put a blanket around our shoulders and, you know, stay warm until that sun comes out. And then just keep yourself comforted and just look inside, you know, and stew and wonder and plan. Where are you going to go? It used to be that human beings didn't have cars and heaters. And that wintertime was a time of hibernation for us, a time of rest, a time to cuddle. You know, a lot of June babies. <laughs> I'm one of them, right? There was a time when we didn't have these comforts to get us through and keep us busy all year that we got to hibernate, that we got to have downtime, that we got to have time to listen to ourselves and prepare for the new life of the spring and what that was going to bring us. We don't have that anymore unless we put it upon ourselves, unless we choose it, unless we take that time. This is an unknown uh, person who said this. It's impossible, said pride. It's risky, said experience. It's pointless, said reason. Give it a try, whispered the heart. Audrey Hepburn. Nothing is impossible. The word itself says, I'm possible. Aristotle says, first, have a definite, clear, practical ideal, a goal, an objective. Second, have the necessary means to achieve your ends, wisdom, money, materials, and methods. Third, adjust all your means to that end. So I'm not saying that you get this dream and you get, like follow on a road and I'm going to go for this now. You know what I mean? But if you have to move out of some place, you have to save. <laughs> You can't just leave and then have be out in the wilderness someplace with no place to go. You have to make a plan. But hopefully the plan, every time you write it down, gives you that little twinkle and doesn't feel like uh, that third time you try it. And I really, you know, I don't know if I want this. This was fun, but I don't know if I want to do that. There's a reason why every website that you look on of a successful business has a vision mission statement. You have to know what you're going to do and let that inspiration create the plan. And then you have a business plan. Nobody who invests in anything, in anybody, in something that they don't know, does not, they don't just give money freely. They look at your business plan. And if it looks solid and sound and that you know what you're doing, they'll help you. That's true about everybody. If it looks like you've got your stuff together, go for it. Go for it. Albert Einstein, a ship is always safer at shore, but that's not what it was built for. <laughs> Set your sails. Ralph Waldo Emerson, don't be too timid and squeamish about your actions. All life is an experiment. 
The more experiments you make, the better. Nobody says you have to do it right. What's an experiment? You try it. <laughs> you gather data. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes you come up with a light bulb or a rocket ship, you know, a car in space. I mean, seriously, <laughs> seriously. Do we need a car in space yet? Probably not. But can't we get there? <laughs> Who's going to do the first one? Elon Musk, apparently. But you know what I'm saying? Somebody else could say, what a waste of time and money. It's his. He earned it. He used to do whatever he wants to with it, as long as it doesn't hurt anybody. Right? So we got a car in space right now. <laughs> the Jetsons. <laughs> this is an ancient Native American proverb. Certain things catch your eye, but pursue only those that capture your heart. That looks really good. I want to do that. What's moving you to go in that direction? Christian Martz, we lose ourselves in the things that we love. We find ourselves there too. That's really important. That's really important. Albert Einstein, everyone is a genius, but if you judge a fish on its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing it's stupid. I love that quote. Yeah, right, Lou? God. Seriously? You know, how many trees did somebody make you climb when you should have been in the pool? You know, we do this to our children. We do this to societies. We do it all over the place, you know? And then we judge by the, you know, the level of success you have in something you shouldn't have been and you shouldn't have been there in the first place. And then we do it over and over and over and over and over again, expecting a different result, and that, that's the, you know, definition of insanity. Louise Urges says this, Life will break you. Nobody can protect you from that, and living alone won't either. For solitude will also break you with its yearning. You have to love. You have to feel. It is the reason you are here on earth. You are here to risk your heart. You are here to be swallowed up. And when it happens that you are broken or betrayed or left or hurt or death brushes near, let yourself sit by an apple tree and listen to the apples falling all around you and all the heaps, wasting their sweetness, and tell yourself you tasted it as many as you could. There's no promise that you're going to miss all of life's hurts. I wish there was. I'd be standing up here teaching you how to do it, <laughs> you know? But people get hurt. Animals grow old, you know? There are things in life that are scary to face, but yet they're going to be there. And the more wisdom you just have about life and about your purpose and about life's purpose, 
and you live without regrets when you get there, you know? That is the best we can do. I have no answers for why things, bad things happen, and especially then, why bad things happen to good people. I don't have an answer. And I am not of the spiritual ilk that says you brought it upon yourself. You know, I do believe in cause and effect, but we also live in a world where there's cause and effect. And I don't even know what's happening in the universe, but we are living in that universe and one with it too. Do you know what I mean? So there's a universe beyond. For us to take responsibility for everything that happens that makes us feel bad or makes us feel bad about ourselves because this spiritual you know, principle that you're just take responsibility. You wouldn't have drawn it into your life, you know. So bad things happen to good people. Sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. And the only promise is, is that you are perfect, whole, and complete. And you remember who you are and that there is a light shining inside of you. And as long as you're alive, then life is what you're supposed to live. And the only way that you can traverse that is with love. The only way you can traverse it responsibly is with love. To share your heart wherever you go. And face those consequences. But those consequences fill you with more and more love most of the time. And as long as you go out in the world and do no harm and that that is your purpose is make sure that you do no harm and that whoever you're around gets that you will not harm them, then life could be pretty cool for everybody and everything. Maya Angelou, have enough courage to trust love one more time and always one more time and one more time after that. Rumi says, you were born with potential. You were born with goodness and trust. You were born with ideals and dreams. You were born with greatness. You were born with wings. You are not meant for crawling, so don't. You have wings. Learn to use them and fly. And with that, this week, I chose to sing from Chorus Line what I did for love. <laughs> And I'll let this song sing for itself. Mm. It reminds me of the Olympics. Kiss today. It's as if we 
<laughs> oh, beautiful. Byron Katie says, just keep coming home to yourself. You are the one you've been waiting for. So with that, thank you so much. <laughs> Namaste. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you like what you heard and you think it is of benefit to you and with others, please share this podcast with your friends and your family. Also like us on Facebook at Wolf Wisdom Gathering and Shadowland Foundation. Um, you can also check out our website at shadowlandfoundation.org and um, we appreciate any donation that you would like to share with us. They are all tax deductible. So please help us. That would be great. Have a blessed, blessed week. And we'll talk then. <laughs>